0: The following podcast is part of a certified educational activity titled New Evidence Now for Targeted Therapy in TGCT. Access the entire activity and complete the post-test at peerview.com forward slash DNP. Downloadable slides and practice aids are also available. Hello and welcome to the New Evidence Now for Targeted Therapy in Tino-Synovial Giant Cell Tumors, TGCT. I'm Dr. Hans Gelderblom from Leiden University Medical Center in the Netherlands, and I'm a medical oncologist. This educational program is the third and final in a series of three activities on new developments in managing TGCT, a rare but challenging connective tissue tumor with high morbidity, usually in younger patients. During this program, we will focus on recently presented final data from a pivotal phase 3 trial that validated CSF R1 inhibition as a systemic option in TGCT, the enlivened study. I also encourage you to review the first two activities in this series, which feature case-based discussions between orthopedic and oncology colleagues, as well as a review of safety and dosing considerations with targeted therapy. Finally, during this program I will periodically share several resources supporting modern multidisciplinary TGCT management, you want to refer to these practice aids throughout our discussion. So please take a moment to download these practical tools. Let's begin. So there are different types of TGCT. Uh, It is a rare mesenchymal neoplasm arising from the synovium of joints, bursae, and tendon sheets. There's a localized form and a diffuse form, and the localized form are usually small nodules in the digits or the extremity, and the incidence from a nationwide study that we performed in the digits is 29 per million per year, and in the extremity 10 per million per year. Of course, this is incidence, so the prevalence is much higher. The diffuse form, which is more of a challenge for treatment, has an incidence of four per million per year. They have a destructive and locally aggressive multinodular behavior. So what is the pathway of the patient? Usually it starts with the primary care physician who will send the patients to a rheumatologist or a sports medicine uh, physician and they can also be referred to the orthopedic surgeon. Usually the first line of treatment is arthroscopic surgery and the patient can be cured, but there are a lot of times recurrences, especially in the diffuse form. Then the patient is referred back or under follow-up still, and what you can hope that the patient will be referred to a, a sarcoma center, where there is a close collaboration between an orthopedic oncologist specialized in this disease and a sarcoma oncologist. So you can have options to choose from wait-and-see surgical management and medical therapy. The breakthrough in understanding TGCT came from a landmark paper from West et al. in 2006. The expression of the CSFN1 gene was elevated in most uh, TGCT and it has led to an autocrine and paracrine landscape effect leading to the attraction of macrophages and uh, inflammation tissue to the joint, leading to morbidity. There were already some CSF1 inhibitors on the market, like imatinib and nilotinib. And uh, based on uh, retrospective and a prospective study in nilotinib, these drugs were NCCN-recommended. Of course, these drugs have a lower... CSF1 specificity and the papers uh, reference three and four of long-term effect are shown below. The first randomized study on pexidartinib in this disease has led to FDA approval and indeed NCCN recommendation of the first category. Currently another oral CSF1 inhibitor of Imseltinib is in development and even a monoclonal Antibody named AMBO5X with intra-articular injections is also in development. Okay, the, uh, I talked about the Enliven study. This was the key trial supporting the use of pexidartinib in patients with GGCT. It was a randomized study, one to one, pexidartinib versus placebo, for six uh, months, twenty-five weeks. And the overall response, according to Resist, which was the primary endpoint, was 39% in the pexinartinate patients and zero in placebo. Of course, these tumors are often long-shaped, more banana-like, and a TVS score, tumor volume score, might be a better indicator of effect. And you can see the responses, according to TVS, are higher, with 56 versus 0%. So there was a clear benefit according to RESPONSE, and uh, with longer follow-up, the overall response according to RESIST was 60% and TVS 65%. Also, quality of life, pain, etc. improved a lot in these patients. So again, based on these results, pexidartinib was registered for use in the U.S., So here you can see the scheme of the enlivened study. Basically, as I said, there was a randomized portion in the first 24 weeks. And as you can see here in the uh, upper panel, there was a um, loading dose of 1,000 milligrams per day for the first two weeks, followed by 800 milligrams uh, continuously. After 24 weeks, patients were de-blinded and they had the option to continue with open-label paxidartinib. The primary analysis was done on part one, and also uh, patient crossing over to part two. The final database lock was June 1st, 2021, and the data were presented at CTOS with longer efficacy and safety data. The med- median follow-up was 31.2 months, And the final analysis includes patients who received pexidartin at any time during the study, which are 91 patients. Here you can see the results of the final analysis. Um, Just focus on the panel in red in the middle of the slide, and you can see that the resist response increased from 39 to 60.4 percent, and by TVS it was even from 56 to. 68.1%. 68.1%. So really a great response to this drug. The median treatment duration was 25.8 months. And here can you can see the waterfall plots. And if you look at the uh, the mean percentage of change, you can see on the left-hand panel that this was 42.7% after longer follow-up this was 51.5% and at the most recent evaluation, it was 63.3%. So this is really a nice waterfall plot and you can see in all patients, the tumors got smaller. There were no new safety signals found after a prolonged follow-up and 30 out of 35 patients had treatment emerging adverse events leading to dose reduction, and that resolved after the Paxidartinib dose was reduced. So that's reassuring. 75% of TAEAEs leading to dose discontinuation resolved after the patient stopping taking Paxidartinib. So what are the takeaways from the Enlivened experience, which was a great experience, the first randomized prospective trial in this disease? Paxidartinib maintained clinical benefit, with an increased overall response rate, both by resist and TVS in patients even that continued Paxidartinib after 25 weeks. There there were improvements in physical functioning and where stiffness correlated with with decreased tumor size. So decreased tumor size is a good indicator of meaningful difference. And importantly, no new safety signals were observed after long-term Paxidartinib treatment. So let's go to a patient. Most of you will recognize this type of patient with a large scar uh, in the leg, a lot of pain, young patient, 38 years of age, which is a typical age, and also stiffness. And what is most worrisome that patients have often limited ability to work. So there's a great economic challenge for this disease. Okay, so what is the best option here, further surgery or systemic therapy? It's the fifth recurrence. Well, to me and to my orthopedic surgery surgeons in in my hospital, further surgery would certainly be not offered. Because if you have so many recurrences, you know that the next recurrence will probably come and you have to realize that After each surgery, there's about three months of uh, recovery time to be fully recovered. So based on clinical benefit data that I just told you and the potential for improvement in physical function, systemic therapy with pexidartinib would be an option in the U.S. And the starting dose would be 400 milligram twice daily. And I'll come back to that later. So... um, Some of the side effects in the early days of the development of Paxidartinib were based on uh, liver function uh, problems in the first few months of treatment. This could be due to CYP3A4 interaction, so you have to be careful to advise the patient not to use St. John's Worth or grapefruit juice and take care of any medication that is started at the same time that could influence CYP3A4. But there is a nice REMS program risk evaluation and mitigation strategy program and the website is on the lower left hand side which uh, warns you for that and uh, shows you also so that you have to check liver functions in the early days of treatment the first eight weeks weekly and then two weekly for one month and then as usual every three months also the loading dose is skipped now Uh, as it is not necessary to have a high dose in the beginning. There is also clear guidance on dose reductions and other toxicity mitigation strategies. So with following this RAMS program, it is a drug that can be used very easily without a risk of serious toxicity. So the take-home messages are, in my view, diffuse type TGT is a serious disease, as I have told you in affecting a young population it has a high tendency to recur and surgery needs revalidation usually three months after surgery each surgery new options for these patients have emerged in the last decade and you can decide together with your patient after consultation in your molecular or, or tumor board sarcoma tumor board which is the best option for your patient Treatment in expert centers that have access to all means are recommended. So, that concludes our look at new evidence for targeted therapy in TGCT. I hope that you have found this program and others in this series informative and useful for your practice. And thank you for joining me. This activity is certified by Medical Learning Institute Incorporated. This activity is developed with our educational partner, PVI. Peerview Institute for Medical Education. Remember to download the slides and practice aids. Thank you for listening. Download materials and complete the post-test for instant credit at peerview.com forward slash DNP. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Daiichi Sankyo Incorporated.